Welcome to the Side Yard Sidebar. Grab your beverage of choice and find a seat around the fire pit. Make yourself comfortable and we'll sit around and maybe watch a couple ducks land on the pond as we bring you discussion with substance and the best visitors from Boise and beyond. This is the Side Yard Sidebar. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. This is your host, Zach, with your co-host and the best producer of podcasts in North America. We have Dusty. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Hey, North America this time. Yeah, I just keep mixing it up, man. <laughs> I, I mean, it. you're the best in Ada <laughs> County. You're the best in Boise, Idaho. We keep going. The Northwest. I we, mean, we let me save stop. some of them, but yeah. We don't stop. Dude, you're one of the, the best. You, I Thank mean. You. We have gotten, and especially for a new bo- podcast, we've gotten so many compliments um, from people that say, I love the sound quality. I, I like the um, some of the production side of it. And I, I really take those comments and say, that's all dusty. That's yeah. not me. I try to, you know, introduce things and do oh, some of the talking. But you're doing a lot of the stuff behind the scenes to make it work, to make it easy for me to come over here, have fun, and I appreciate that from you. Thank you. It and is. it sounds like the listeners do too, which is awesome. That's that's what I want. I want people to say, this sounds great. I don't have to turn my speakers up to a million and then have it like blast in my ears and then you get really soft. And oh yeah. So we Well, do there's it right. some of those details, and that's the great thing. There, I mean, some of the things that you think of or come up with are um like major things that help us do things right. But some of them are minor details, but you have that attention for detail with this type of work that is really nice and people appreciate. Thanks. Awesome. So this week we have another um, episode with your hosts, Dusty and Zach. We'll jump into those. And then next week we will be back with a visitor. And so on the next episode, you can look forward to that for tonight. We will start off by telling you our drink of choice. Dusty, what are you going with tonight? I have a nice, cold, cold ice water with some lemon in it Um, because it's been like 99 or 100 degrees most of these last few days, and it's impossible to keep up with drinking water in these days. So um, I'm just trying to get as much in as I can and hope that keeps me going through the next day. The hydration is never a problem. Yeah. And there's been times, I mean, if in full honesty, where we'll have our drink of choice and then maybe also an ice water on the side and uh, hydrating. Mm-hmm. So I yep. agree, man. Boise's had kind of a cool summer, and then all of a sudden it just ratcheted up right away, and yeah. we're where we're at. And for me, I had um, a Coors with dinner, eating dinner with the fam, and then I came over here. Nice. And um, kicked over to a lemon LaCroix. And so sometimes, you know, those flavored waters are kind of fancy. But now there's enough different companies that are making them. And you find a couple you like. And if you need a refreshing beverage, then you drink a lemon LaCroix or whatever your other flavors that you like are. I had a mango, a mango bubbly, which is the cheap version of LaCroix. Oh, there you go. And then a, a berry well, LaCroix. But why do you say cheap? It, like it's less expensive? Because you know, bubbly is just know. as good. Some <laughs> of the flavors are just as good. I, I don't know why I say cheap. It's probably not much cheaper. I think it's at Target. Oh, okay. 
I just, it's, yeah, I don't know. The thing I liked about Bubbly is they had, and oh gosh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had a strawberry, which the other one didn't have. And I was like, man, the strawberry is amazing. I think that's right. There you go. Sweet. I love it. Well, one thing we did want to start with um, is we're coming off of Freedom Fest, and we just kicked that off on Saturday morning, and it's a 24-hour event, so we went all day and uh, set up the tents, went overnight, and ended it this morning, which was so fun, so amazing, but let's let everybody uh, know what Freedom Fest is. So, Dusty, what is Freedom Fest? Um, So, this all started out, um, one of my cousins had a, a party at her house and she loves to host parties. And she said, we had people come over and then they kind of stayed for lunch. So he said, okay. And they ordered some Mexican food and then the people just continued to stay. And so they ordered dinner and she said, it turned out to be this like, really like let's hang out and turned out to the, be this all day event. And so Karen, and I thought, well, what if, um, since we live on freedom drive, what if we host a party that just goes all day like all day and even all night and so it was born last year and then this was the second annual where we have some friends over and we just we go hard so we started at 10 30 in the morning with a brunch nice heavy brunch to get going played some family games let's see we did um steal the bacon which was pretty fun that was fun that That was a lot of fun that was so this is the second annual yes last year was the first one yeah we didn't have steal the bacon last year and so steal the bacon in my opinion was definitely a great addition yep and we'll probably keep that up for next year yeah and if you haven't played steal the bacon it's you put something in the middle and you call a number from and then from the two teams that number runs in and tries to take the object but we were using like a lawn chair (laughs) And yeah, random objects. Big old five foot beach ball and just random things that we found, which was a lot of fun. And one of my favorite ones was a an inner tube. And there's like three guys got called out, and one of our buddies, Jason, literally jumped into the middle of the hoop or into the middle of the inner tube to try to hold it down yeah, while exactly. we got up there. It was it was great. So that the two awesome. teams are split, item in the middle. You've got to run out. And yep. grab it and take it back to your side. Yep. So as soon as he threw himself through there, he's like, you can take it to your side <laughs> if you can pull me over there. <laughs> That's exactly it. That was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, it got full contact. Now, we yeah. had that one was great because it was kids and adults. Yep. So they'd call, you know, let's say number two, and you'd see like two seven-year-olds go out there and battle yeah. for something. And then they're like, number 10, and it'd be like two, you know, two 30, big, 40-year-old adults <laughs> just attacking each other. It was great. And then we had a few when there was kids and adults, and the kids kind of got right in it. I think uh, one of the little boys was getting dragged by the oh, chair yeah. but wouldn't give up the chair, and it was great. I loved it. Well, when Eile tackled Danielle, I was like, this is the best Freedom Fest I've ever seen. <laughs> Second annual, best yeah. annual. Yeah. And that was so much fun. So what were so then we also did dodgeball that or kickball, excuse kickball. me. Kickball was amazing. The kids, we we allowed the kids to play this year and we set up a big long slip and slide from third base to home. And so you I don't. We played it this year where you could stack the bases, so the adults kind of helped the kids run the bases, and then um, to score, you had to slide down the slip and slide, and you were not at home until you were off the slip and slide. 
Yeah, exactly. So from third base, you had a couple steps, and then you basically had to just launch down the slip and slide, and you got to home by, like, your whole body had to be off the slip and slide. Yeah. So we did have a couple outs, including me, <laughs> about halfway down and then got hit by the ball. Yeah. And a couple of the kids, a couple other people. Yeah, but again, it was but fun. It was awesome. The kids enjoyed it. We played, we have trees in the backyard, so we played off the trees. and. Oh, there were some great catches off the trees. Yeah. Jonah caught one. Ezra caught one. Yeah. I mean, and that was the cool thing. So when we did it the first year, I remember uh, we had kickball. A little bit different rules and angles, but yeah. similar, but it was just adults. And then I do think this year adding the kids just made a different dynamic, and it was just so much fun. It was awesome. We played that. Let's see. What else? We had uh, we had some lunch. We did – Kara froze a bunch of article of articles of clothing and ice, and so one of the competitions was multiple families together and then trying to break the block of ice – and put on the clothes, and the first group that could put on the clothes won. And there was some interesting, uh, what would you call it, strategies. There were all different strategies. Now, I <laughs> thought you were taking it pretty well because I saw teams start bashing the ice off the patio. <laughs> I was just like, are you kidding me? Off the concrete? And But when I looked at it later, it held up pretty <laughs> dang well for blocks of ice hitting it. Yeah, I don't think any concrete broke. It was that or... I mean, that was, I think I went over and started doing that because I was like, I'm never going to get this, all this stuff out of this ice. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know what team it was, but they had an idea of, of peeing on the ice to <laughs> melt the ice and very yeah. creative. I, I don't know if it was my team or not. Might have been. It, it might have been your team. Definitely wasn't me, though, because I didn't have to go at the time. But <laughs> yeah, there were some creative skills there. There was. It was good. It was fun. It was and then. Um, also, Brian, from a previous episode, Brian brought his volleyball net, and that was so much fun. Super fun. I am I am so sore. And my wife, the whole time, was screaming that she had a hernia, and at one point, it like stuck out, and she Dude. was showing everybody, and it's just little things. Scre but it screaming she had it, and then pulled up her shirt and was like, Cause it was see right it, everybody, here <laughs> it is. It was right in her like abs area. And then eventually she just pushed it back in. She's like, it's gone. Oh, that was so crazy. <laughs> that was fun, though. But that was fun. We were laying out for ball. And then you you played a, a different version while I was cooking yeah, up dinner, Yeah, so right? we had um, a couple different matchups in terms of teams. I do have to admit, I was um, at one point we split into the younger people versus the older people. So we had five-on-five -five volleyball. I was on the younger people team, which was 37 and under. Yeah. Then, or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then 38 and older was the other team, and they just crushed us. Every time. We did like Ugh. a best of seven because we lost, the younger team kept losing, and then we're like, oh, let's do it again. Let's do it again. So we did win a couple, but then you guys won four to two, I think, right? Yep. That's right. And, um, yeah, we, I mean, I had to eat humble pie on that one for sure. You guys did really good. You de definitely, your team had more communication and like, making the easier plays i guess like kind of just getting it over forcing us to make errors it yeah. felt like yeah and um i mean not saying not to say you didn't have some amazing plays that was also mixed in but you guys were just like you know getting your three hits getting it in nice spots and then we're just like scrambling like ah get it over yeah Come on. I, I figure if you just put it in the young people's side they're gonna mess up because the old people have the wisdom of <laughs> here's how it's gonna work we're going to hit it over the net, and they'll screw up. And it 
actually work. And you were, I mean, the the talking back and forth was, that was one of the most fun things to me. And you're sitting there like, these, you know, these young people, they're just too busy on their Instagram and Facebook. They don't even know when the volleyball's coming get, over. Get off your social media and pay attention. <laughs> exactly. That was pretty fun. So, I enjoyed it. All that said, though, to the game you were talking about, the Dusty mentioned earlier, like these five foot tall or round, beach or I guess radius of, yeah. of beach balls, and you just blow up these huge beach balls, and they're super heavy, you know. And the kids were even trying to mess around with them, and we had like kids and adults on each side trying to like hit them in the air and and put them over. But we at one point we did switch to two on two, um, me and Mike versus Luke and Brian, and we switch it to you could have four hits. You know, it couldn't hit the ground, but four hits in between each other, alternating hits. Okay. So you also couldn't hit it back to yourself. But, man, what a workout. And, I mean, based on everything we did the whole day and then you add that into it, it was just a lot of fun but also a crazy workout at that point because oh, I was bet. so tired. And you're just hitting this huge ball that weighs quite a bit and you're – you know, trying to get a couple passes and then get it over the net. And me and Mike, unfortunately, lost. We started with a pretty good lead. And then I at least can speak for myself and say my endurance was not where it <laughs> needed to be. And uh, we ended up having a crushing defeat in the end. So nice comeback to Luke and Brian. Very nice job. Yeah, it looked, it looked awesome. I mean, you you all came back exhausted. And even Brian, who's really good at volleyball, came out to me and like, you need to go play that game. It is so fun. Yeah. And okay. Well, one thing I talked about with Brian is maybe a three player. I think that's the perfect amount because it's a big ball. You can cover a lot of area and there's times it does float in the air. But I feel like with three people, you could have one person at the net, two person people back. Yeah. And it would be some battles, but it, okay. it needs endurance, man. Let's do it. Let's set that up. Well, I don't, we'll have to give it our own name and. There you go. Call it Freedom Ball or something like <laughs> there that. There you go. Um, yeah, it was a great time. And then we what we finished it up with uh, dinner, ice cream. I took brought out a telescope, and the kids had a chance to look at the moon and Jupiter and see that the stars was awesome. of Jupiter. And the four moons of Jupiter. Yep. And that was fun just seeing kids go, whoa. That was a great the thing. The best thing I saw is, like, you you had them all like you got them over there. You're like, here's what we're gonna do, and you got everything set up. And then I just see this line of kids waiting there from like patient, you know man. a three year old all the way up to you know junior high age kids and yeah. just waiting in line. And it was great. Got we, their turn to look at it. It was a it was a great night. And then we did a little uh, what a fire fire pit fire the fire pit yeah a little and fire pit. We actually recorded the what we're gonna call the campfire session. Yeah, Maybe. which hopefully it's pending sound quality just yeah. because we tried something new. Yeah. And I mean, nothing that we said, I feel like, I mean, I would post anything we said yeah. in that conversation. Just it's just it's more of quality. the thing we had to use to record it. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes and then hopefully post a little overtime there. Yeah. The wind whipped up, which caused a little bit, but then the lightning and thunder and a little bit of rain came and kind of shut it down pretty fast so. well and the reason that we talked about earlier that freedom fest is 24 hours is it's basically this day of fun games hanging out you know we would have a, a competition then rest together have some you know drinks or water and um then go on to our next event 
pretty slow pace. We did have a snake hunting around the pond and the creek yep. and, you know, in the side yard, the backyard area. Didn't find anything, goodness. But the reason we say 24 hours is because then everybody set up their tents. And so yep. right before that campfire, we got done with ice cream, got the tents up. Um, or I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Things were somewhere in that time frame. Yeah. And then the kids finally went to bed and we pretty much had zero problems because when oh, the kids zero. went to bed it they were tired well, they were they went straight to sleep i think jonah was out like within a minute i see he hit the pillow done oh yeah and so, and then we went by the campfire and it was like 20 minutes later and then all the adults are like okay we're done too yeah yeah well i mean you go all day in 100 degree weather um we have shade here but still i mean you're exhausted so oh, yeah yeah we all slept outside and some of them our friend our friend Jason and his kids didn't use the tent. They just slept under the stars. Oh, yeah, it was under great. the stars. Um, and then we woke up, came inside, had pancake breakfast, and kind of hung out until people were like, all right, well, we're out of here. It was, yep. It was a perfect timing. I think Kara was really excited that it, it just, it was awesome. Super yeah. fun. And every, yeah, everybody packed up tents and um, helped clean up a little bit and took yep. off and enjoyed their Sunday. That's why we Which have I think for some of us, it was naps and like recovering. Yeah, for me. <laughs> absolutely. And we have great friends. I think Kara also commented that everyone helped out. So it was like, hey, do you need this? I'll fill up the water. Like no one, never did Kara and I feel that it was a chore to do something. I mean, if, if I saw the water was empty, I got more. If someone else saw it, they got more. People helped clean up. Hey, do you need that down? I'll take that down. And when everyone left, we looked out there and said, oh, we got no, there's nothing left to do. This It was great. Yeah. So we appreciate noticed, our friends for that. I've noticed that with events around here because you're such great hosts. But then, um, especially with Freedom Fest, I feel like it's highlighted where the first year – People were helping out here and there, but then especially this year, it was like people pitching in uh-huh. and uh, just the whole day. I mean, it's like you're host, but we want you to enjoy it as well. And like, you know, some of the events here driving things forward, but it, I don't know. It was just, it's it was hard great. to explain the difference between year one and two, but it, it got gr- better. And if it improves this much for next year, wow. I can't even imagine year gonna three. It's going to be, be incredible. We'll make it happen. So. Uh, yeah, Freedom Fest Season 2, Episode 2, whatever we're going to call it, um, was a hit. That was awesome. Successful. The next thing we'll mention real quick is our country karaoke coming up on Friday night. We did get our start time at 8 p.m., and uh, we would invite any listeners that want to come and check that out to um, let us know so that we're able to uh, send you some information and give you the details but we definitely want to do that country karaoke, get ready for the Garth, Garth Brooks concert. And one cool thing last night with Freedom Fest, I heard a little bit of thunder and lightning, and then I thought of Thunder Rolls with <laughs> yeah. Garth. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, singing that quietly as I'm falling asleep. <laughs> that thunder was loud. It was, I know, a couple but kids it felt were so getting good. a little scared. Yeah. But yeah. But it did cool things down. That was nice. It was very it was nice because it was night, nasty so. hot. But. It was good, and and on that uh, country karaoke, if you are a listener and want to come but don't know where the side yard is, um, if you would send us a message on Instagram, that would be awesome, and I can send uh, the directions to you, or 
we are starting up a Facebook Side Yard Sidebar community page. And so I, th- I believe if you, I'm not a big Facebooker, but if you look on there and look up Side Yard Sidebar, it should show up. Or I will send out invitations here soon to join the community and post back and forth. And yeah, we're just we're taking it to the next level slowly. Exactly. We're in this for the long game, right? And bear with some of us. Your host, Zach, here does not know that much about social media, and I'll admit it. And on past episodes, if you've heard things and I refer to things that aren't even an <laughs> option on the Twitters or the Instagramings and the Facebookings, then just let me know. I'm sorry. But um, Dusty's definitely going to take charge with that stuff and. Yeah. Uh, make the social media for a side yard grow as the podcast grows. And we just want to thank you for listening. And it's kind of like one of those things where we say, we appreciate you. Here's an event we're having. If you've heard about the side yard and have never come and tried it, this is going to be karaoke. Now we do have the side yard bar, but we are going to do this one outdoors since it's so hot. So we're going to move it right outside of the bar. You can come see the bar though. And then we'll have some lawn chairs and a whole setup by the campfire area between the campfire and side yard. And we'll sing some country karaoke and it's gonna call be it a night. It's going to yep. be fun. And if you want any more swag, I've had a few of my friends from other states say, hey, how do I get my hand on a side yard shirt? Again, just let us know and, and we'll uh, print some up for you. We have a bunch of different options. So we'll post that on the Instagram page or facebook community thing because we need we need to get the side yard shirts out there exactly let people know what's up that'll work one popular thing in boise when you talk about a summer in boise that can't be left out is floating the boise river and i definitely think that we've got to talk about this tonight we can't put this off for any longer let's talk about floating the river um so historically when you've floated the river in the past what who have you usually gone with do you go with other people um what are your thoughts on bringing kids what's your setup when you've floated the river in the past um we have gone with um just friends i don't i, mean, I i've gone with family twice um i think two three times but uh, mostly just friends and i like to bring the kids along i don't know if i've brought my kids along but i like other people's kids to come along <laughs> um so your boys haven't floated yet i don't think so no okay um zeta's floated for us but the other girls haven't yet okay yeah i just i like going with friends um i, I want to get my boys on the river because it's a fun time and um i we've usually the last few times i've gone in just an inner tube just by myself okay I was going to ask you that, like, what are you on the big rafts, the kind of junkier, you know, like cheaper rafts or, or tubes? Just, just a tube. Oh, um, that's fun. We've done the, when I was in high school, we did the rafts. Um, and then I've done a raft a few times. I think one time we went down with some friends and it was make your own flotation device. And so they've, some guys oh, okay. use like big barrels and tried to get them to float and they'd fell apart halfway through. And some people just did. Uh, inner tubes or whatever so that's cool yeah so that was that's kind of the only way i've done it just with friends yeah and a few times with family well in the time zeta went i felt pretty comfortable with it in terms of safety because they rented one of those big rafts like the ones you would take on the pay it or you know 
on bigger water. And it's just the Boise River, and there's still dangers that are, are there. But I felt comfortable with her life vest and everything else, went with her cousins. And it was a good time, and we floated down pretty quick. And I w- had a my setup is a, um inflatable kayak. And so that's kind of my main go-to. I can throw a person or two on there if needed. Okay. Um, but it's kind of, it's technically a one-man uh, inflatable. And, you know, so I was just going alongside the boat. If they wanted to jump in or get wet a little bit, we'd let them do that. And then, of course, you know, the water, the little waterfalls or rapids parts, yeah. they would be in the boat. And it was a fun time. Do you have, like, just that single oar kind of paddling yourself down? Yeah, exactly. Just the... the to you know the paddle on each side each side and just regular kayaking i try to get in those waterfalls every once in a while and mess around because there will be the guys with helmets you know life vest and and the hard shell kayaks yeah they're practicing their stuff and it that's the cool thing about the boise river It, it gives people a chance to practice some stuff with kayaking and you know other water sports where they don't have to go up you know, all the way to banks or up to the pad, yeah. up to other water. So it's fun to see them, but I'll go in there with my inflatable. Now, the thing is, if I make <laughs> a, like, a wrong move and, like, then I'll get some water over an edge and, yeah. you know, get flipped. But there's times I can, you know, do a couple moves and the they'll just chuckle at me and then I'll take <laughs> off and catch my group again. Who's this guy? <laughs> the other cool thing that I enjoy about that is, so I'll go down with my brother sometimes. It'll just be the two of us. On the kayak, um, because it's a one man. When you get two, it's a little less maneuverable. But what we'll do is just have. We definitely go on a day that it's really warm, where you don't mind being in the water. But he's got these really nice masks um, that you, where you can see underwater, like goggles, except for it's yeah. the masks and yeah. snorkel setup. And so we'll just have one guy put their head under, and we'll just look for stuff in the Boise River. As we're floating and then just, you know, some of it, if it's trash, we'll try to pull it out. If it's cool stuff, we'll throw it in the kayak and just see what we have at the end. It's What's pretty funny. What's the coolest thing you found in that, doing um, that? The bridge that's right by Warm Springs Golf Course. It's a big orange bridge. And then there's the, um, I think they're like water pump things or something that people jump off of. Um, and some people yep. jump off the bridge. I don't know if you're supposed to or not. But anyway, yeah, I know when we were floating about. under that bridge, it was kind of shady, and it was kind of deeper there. But I just sort of swam under, and for whatever reason, I could see this huge, long metal pipe. But it, the one end was not attached. So on my first pass, I just saw that. I'm like, hey, let's go over to the side. I want to go back up and go through here again and see what that was. And I pull out a no parking sign, but the <laughs> pole was like 12 feet long. So it was super heavy, wow. but I got under there and just like, you know, lifted it out. And I mean, I don't know if that's like Boise city employees or somebody like, what is that? ACHD or whoever <laughs> yeah, puts up the I sign. Somebody just launched one into the Boise river oh, or maybe a vandal. I guess I shouldn't blame you know, workers, but yeah. maybe it was, you know, some random teenage kids causing trouble, <laughs> but it was just cool to get it out of there. And I don't know, I took, I t- did take that one home and just had it for a while. And, oh, and then I was like, funny. I'm not going to do anything with this. <laughs> and I got rid of it, but it was just kind of fun. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I, I guess I haven't done that, but you probably find some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. We kind of had the idea. Cause like one time we were going and we kept seeing like 
you know, shiny things. So it yeah. might be an empty beer can or, you know, might be some cool, somebody's glasses or something. And so then we got the idea, hey, let's bring goggles. And, you know, sometimes we forget, but most of the time I like to at least have them, even if we're not scavenging the river. But even if you just have goggles and you look under there, see some fish, see some, you know, random stuff. Yeah. If you see something cool, you can put on the goggles and see what it actually is as you're floating by. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. I should. I want to try that. So on years, yeah. Oh, definitely. We've got to uh, include you and go do that yes. uh, sometime. Yes, please. So on your experience with the Boise River, what's the craziest situation you've seen, or like, do you have a funny story? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like everyone has a crazy story of the Boise River. Um, yeah, that's true. If you're if you've done it more than a couple times, and that's part of your summer is going each time, you're gonna see some crazy stuff. Yeah, I think. Uh, most of them come in high school, but I remember going with my family one time, and there was uh, some guys, if you haven't been down the river, you people try to kind of jump onto the boats or near the boats and cannonball and get oh, people Oh, splash wet. people, yeah. And so I remember one time we were going down, and my, my cousin lifts up an oar at the guys and is like, come on, man. <laughs> so he had the oar lifted up in the air so that if they jumped close, they would impale themselves on the oar. Jeez, was so he just guys, screwing with them or was yeah, he? Yeah, like, he was just like, come on, do it. Oh, wow. And then they just let us pass. So that was always oh, fun. Oh, sweet. There you go. Um, no, so when I was in high school, we had a, a student come in. So I ran cross country. So it was a good group of guys and girls. And um, we had a new, uh, new student arrive from Jamaica. Okay. And I'm not going to pretend to have the Jamaican accent. So you're just going to have to put it in yourself. But um, he came in. And we were like, hey, let's go float the river. So we brought him along with us. And we figured out about halfway down the um, river that he didn't know how to swim. And we figured, being high schoolers, like, you're from Nyland. Of course you know how to swim. And so. So before it even started, he didn't let you know he didn't know how. No. But you guys didn't ask him because no. you're like, he's from Jamaica. He knows how to swim. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So oh, um, wow. we got halfway down and, he, and we went over one of the little rapid things and he fell out and he was doggy paddling like help help and so life fest or no life fest no okay so so a few of the guys did you just tell him to stand up it's probably two feet where you're at (laughs) we should have uh some of the guys jumped in and brought him back to the boat and we're like why aren't you swimming and he said i i don't know how (laughs) what do you what do you what do you mean you don't know how you're coming down a river and so, anyways, we we had a good laugh, and he thought we were absolutely crazy for what we were doing. Just, and I'm in. I mean, we probably did some stupid stuff as we were going down there as well, and pulled off and jumped off bridges, and you know, tried to jump near other boats and things like that. But man, that was wild. Like I was kind of scared for a minute because he he was struggling to stay above the water, and so. You guys Jeez. jumped in and pulled him back to the boat, and you so well, always ask him. before you go. Do you know how to swim? Yeah, if you go That's with good some question. unfamiliar people, yeah, or definitely so, children. That was wild. Now I know you. I know you have some fun stories from the river. Yeah, um, I definitely do. Let's see here. So one that to me, I thought of first when I thought of. Hey, what's a funny story w- was actually kind of a sad story, but I'll share that one because <laughs> okay. there was this kid that was like, I'm guessing 
you know, at, at this point, me and the friends I went with were like in our mid-20s or something. But there's different places to jump, bridges and different things on the side to jump off of. This one happened to be a rope swing and yeah. where you could swing out and, and drop into the river. And this uh, group of kids were like, I'm guessing 7th, 8th, ninth grade range, junior high range. And they were having a lot of fun. A couple of the guys were, you know, swinging out there doing flips and dropping in. My friends and I started getting in line and going. But there was one kid that they kept saying, you can do it. You know, come on, Danny, you know, talking it up and being like, Danny, come on, you can do this, man. And trying to show him what to do and how to do it. And like even me and my friends and other people around were like, oh, yeah, did you see how he did it? Did you see how she did it? And like things to watch out for. But you could tell he was just uneasy. Yeah. But you know, we were just stopped there for like 10 minutes and like right as we were getting ready to leave, he's like, okay, I'll do it. And we're like, okay, let's stick around and watch. Well, I don't know if this was in his mind of like why he couldn't do it and just tried it anyway or if he had no idea because I'm not sure if anybody told him this, but you do have to have some good upper body strength because you've got to hang on to that rope to, to swing the down, you know, as you swing out to get over the river and then you let go. I oh, thought man. he was scared of like letting go and then getting in the river and swimming back to the edge. But I I almost think he was afraid of hanging onto the rope. He was a little bit heavier set. He starts to go, starts to swing out and let go of the rope oh, as gosh. he's going and just skids down no. right into the river. And luckily where he fell, it could have been worse. Like there were some uh, bigger rocks and like tree branches. And luckily, he, or I don't know, it's still not lucky, but he landed in like kind of sand and mud and, and right on the edge of the river. But he couldn't hold on long enough to get out over the water and drop in properly. Oh, and man. That, those so are that those one, I guess, I don't know, things. thinking back <laughs> on it, it it definitely wasn't funny. One funny one, though, that I will tell you is when Danielle and I were first married, we had a roommate. I invited one of my friends that I went to Iraq with. Uh, Danielle invited our, our roommate, and we the four of us go. And Danielle was sitting there saying, like, oh, you know, I've been on the Salmon River. I've been on the Payette River. I've done Class 3, Class 4 Rapids. I'm fine with that, but I get freaked out by the Boise River because certain parts it's shallow and you're, you know, you're hitting rocks or you have spots to avoid. And I seem to always get hurt. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Let's go. It's the Boise River. We're not going to get hurt. And the trip's going swimmingly. Everything's great. It's awesome. We get down by BSU, which is toward the end where you get out. You know, Ann Morrison yeah. is where you, yeah, most yeah, yeah. people get okay. out. But BSU is kind of the last thing, and there's not really that much left of hard stuff but we were chatting and going back and forth or like getting drinks or something and all of a sudden they had gotten um pushed right and i kind of looked up and was like oh shoot dude you got to get over you got to get over well by the time i saw it and said that they were getting close to these like low-hanging branches and what happened is they couldn't duck down like they needed to duck down super low to avoid the branches there wasn't enough time they couldn't duck down and so the branches hit them the water keeps moving the current keeps moving their boat keeps moving they stand still boom boat flips no and uh then they're tossed out all their all the stuff they're you know going down and and they were all three in a raft i was in my kayak so i came up and started helping them but 
you know, and and I guess there was something under the water that like cut Daniel's shin or foot or something. She's like, "See, I told you, I always get hurt on the Boise River." I'm like, "This is the most calm part of the river. What the heck happened?" But though, I mean, those are the things. It's also a good, you know, story to say: stay aware, stay yeah. vigilant. You know, it's it is the Boise River, and it's a lot of fun. But there are some things here and there that you can get into some trouble with. So be ready and um, be uh, on the spot, I guess. I always get nervous going under the bridges because I, I always get a little anxious. And, and so I'm always hyper vigilant to go in between the pillars. But I feel there's oh, some yeah. people who don't pay attention and they get up to those pillars in the waters, you know, rushing on both sides. And, and it's. It can get scary or a little sketchy if you don't pay attention to some of those things. And so, yeah, if you're on that river this summer, be very careful at the low-hanging branches, at the pillars of the bridges and things like that. Because, yeah, if you don't pay attention, you can get some, you know, you can get hurt. And oh, yeah. And just because you grab a branch, the, the water doesn't stop moving. No, nope, not at your, all. Your uh, raft doesn't start moving, stop moving. And then all of a sudden, whoop, you're, you're flipped. Out. You're out. So I guess Danielle has a great story. She flipped a, a raft on the Boise River somehow. That's funny. <laughs> At the calmest part of the river. Another <laughs> thing that's been interesting is I f- floated the river at night a couple times. Really? Yeah, pitch black, dark, like midnight. No, no way. Yeah. So oh, gosh. Um, one of the first ones was with a couple of guy friends, and— they shut off the pumps and everything, and they closed down the park where you launch from. But we, you know, you still have parking out on the road. I forget what road yeah. it's called, but we just used our handheld pumps, or maybe we had a, you know, a little one, and just went down there, pumped up the raft, got everything back in the car, got everything locked up, and it definitely was. I don't know if it was a f- completely full moon, but definitely a uh, big moon. I mean, it was lit out there. Yeah. And uh, you just floated down, and we had done it enough times. We kind of knew the places we need to be in, needed to be in. And um, it was warm, too. I mean, we jumped in a couple times, and, you know, at night you think, man, the water's cold. But the night we went, it was just super hot out there. It was August, so the river was a little bit lower. And yeah. okay. um, we just, you know, tried to not screw around with anything, just take the safe paths and um, just – floated it at night for something to do was it sketch like did you get into anything sketchy or was it there it was good i feel like we did we knew it enough and took a good route no i'm not necessarily promoting this to anybody else this is dangerous (laughs) stuff and all the disclaimers but we took a good route the one thing is is like by under the broadway bridge and then right there by the bsu by the stadium part the first yeah part of bsu you get to there was some shallower parts, and so you couldn't necessarily always see those perfectly or if we were chatting and not, you know, because it's calm spots, but then all of a sudden if you're hitting rocks because it's so shallow, yeah, you know, that we ran into that a couple times, if I remember right, and that's it. And then, um, so then the other time we did it is we're on a double date, and uh, then Danielle and I go with our friends. So, oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, that what, couple and us. And, what were you in? Inner tubes? Your kayak? Uh, or? Well, okay, yeah. The time before it was my friend's uh, little raft. It okay. wasn't like the industrial, like super nice rafts, but it was higher quality than, you know, the super cheap ones. Yeah, so it was okay. a pretty nice one. I think a Cabela's one or something. Yeah. And um, 
I think four man paddle raft or something. And so that's the one we used with, with when the guys went and then on this double date and same thing. It was late, like 11, 12 o'clock at night, drove one car up there, got it pumped up, went down the river, got the other car, went back and got that one. And really, yeah, it was a great time. That one, you know, with the wives there, it was definitely more of like, stay safe, have fun. And we were just chatting and floating the river at midnight. And I guess just to say we did it. Wow. I mean, I haven't done that. That would be, I would be too scared to do that. I bet you could. It I, is a little scary. Yeah. I, if you get those full moon nights, though, it's amazing because you're just like floating and you can see almost perfectly in some spots. Yeah. Yeah. I could see just that. It's I, so bright. I haven't done a lot of rafting via like on riv- big rivers or I've done a few when I was in high school, but since then I haven't done that. And one of my boys was ask- actually asking like, Hey, can we go do this? And part of me was like, yeah, sure. And then part of me was like, man, that's too, that's too scary for me as a parent to have my, but my boy go down like class three, class four big ones. He knows how to swim. He'd have life jacket on, but it's still, a little bit uh anxiety riddled in yeah. in myself but the Boise River is different but i don't know maybe maybe if i get enough courage maybe you and i'll do that sometime yeah it would you be can fun. lead me down there well we'll <laughs> do it during the daylight i mean i know yes. there's going to be people out there watching for night floaters now that we do they really that. <laughs> no i don't do know they? but we they try not to be seen i mean like is the Greenbelt closed at night? Like, it didn't seem like I there mean, was that much traffic. Is it, like, is Greenbelt under, like, Boise Parks where you're not supposed to be there at night? Or is it? No, I mean, it's okay. open. It's got to okay. have lights. But yeah, we just didn't see that many people. But you do go pla- past places or under bridges where there's cars and people around. But you weren't, like, around, screaming and making Exactly. Loud we're trying we're to be undetected. Talking. Yeah. Yeah. We Which don't want people being cool. like, hey, these dumbasses are out here <laughs> floating the river, and we, you know, call Boise PD and get us arrested or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I mean, well, after we say this, now everyone's going to be wanting to do it. And, oh, gosh. I but doubt it. All, the, all the warnings don't do it. Yeah, it is fun, but it's definitely a risk tolerance thing. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just a crazy story from the river. I was trying to think of other ones but um i think i'll just leave a couple unspoken for now yeah um just because <laughs> kind of <laughs> like floating at night it's like it's a fun story to tell but um i don't know i just want to wait for the right time yeah there that, i go. guess and we can do that that's not a that's not a problem so do you have any other things that were uh you can think of that are really fun when floating the river no, like I said, I haven't as had as much experience as you have. Um, I just I have a good time every every time I go down, and I enjoy it. And so, I think it's a summer activity that most Boise families or at least adults should do at some point or another in their Boise life. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's a good time. Good community of people going down together, and you kind of see the same people, or sometimes they go ahead or they stop, and you get a new crew coming by you, and. I've, I've oh, only that's had a good point. Like the the different interactions with pe- other people floating is fun. Yeah, I'm sure there's some people that are idiots and and not fun to be around. But I've I've only had positive experiences with the people around. Nice, me. fun, enjoyable, um, family. It, it was great. That was like the one of the last things I would mention on the topic is I enjoy the um, park where you blow up the rafts and tubes and stuff. Yeah. Um, like one of my friends and I would, um 
count how many times we would see plumbers crack. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are just like, you know, they get down there, they've got all their stuff, and they're blowing up this raft and this tube and, you know, bending over. And it's just like chaos there. <laughs> On a busy it day, is. it's literally chaos. Yeah. And then there's been Boise PD down there because they don't want people floating with um, alcohol yeah. um, and, and cans and glass bottles and stuff. And so sometimes they'll be roaming around, talking to people. Hey, what you got here? What's in the cooler type of stuff? <laughs> and um, that's always interesting. But I just think it's funny to see. And I'm probably one of them, dude. I mean, <laughs> I probably have half my crack out when I'm bent over, blown up the kayak. But it's just kind of a funny thing while you're sitting there waiting for everybody to get ready before you launch. All right. So if you if you need something to do and you're bored while filling count, up the tube, count plumbers Over cracks. under on the pump plumbers crack. What's the over under? Well, each time we would get there and like sort of think like, okay, how long are we waiting for somebody to drive a car back? Or like yeah, how long okay. until we're going to start? There's always that time to let everybody get ready so we'd just be like okay over under six okay. you know let's say it's 10 minutes so it's dependent it's, on the situation yeah the, the amount time of time you're gonna stuff. wait and who you're with and how busy it is and all that good stuff yeah it's funny <laughs> um oh man and in a super non-creepy way hopefully I'm just realizing that as I said it it's like we're looking for plumbers crack but I swear <laughs> it's all in good fun yeah that's <laughs> oh funny. my gosh it's all in good fun uh, it's just passing the time people watching exactly and, and it's just crack. honestly chaos i think other people that have been there on those busy days when everybody's trying to launch and get the you know there's only a certain amount of things to inflate your raft yeah and on a non-busy day it's a non-factor you just go up there get set up and leave but on the other ones you might be in a line you've got all these people running around getting their stuff set up to launch and go down and it's just great people watching overall. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love people watching. One of my favorite things to do in, in Boise and at the Boise River. Yep. If you're uh, in Boise visiting um, or you live here, I will double down on Dusty's recommendation. you got to get out there, float the river, have a good time. If you go later in August, the river level, uh, the water level goes down a little bit, uh, potentially a little safer, and they've got rental options and everything to get you the gear you need to get down safe and to have a great time. And now it's time for this week's winners and losers. Thank you for listening to Freedom Fest. Thank you for listening to our Boise River conversation. And now it's my favorite segment of the week, a lot of weeks, just because I enjoy hearing what you come up with <laughs> and like sharing what I've come up with. But let's kick it over to Dusty. Start us off, winner and loser. All right. So my winner this week is the El Rey number two taco truck which is on the corner of Eustick and cloverdale we approached him on friday and said hey can you make 40 tacos for our freedom fest on saturday he said sure <laughs> so we went back we ordered them um actually my wife decided 34 was the perfect number uh he gave us 38 we brought them back and we finished 34. It was great. So he's the winner because he took on, I mean, I don't know how often he has someone coming up to him saying, hey, I need 40 tacos. But um, it was pretty good. Exactly. And I feel like for a food truck, I mean, that might be, I, I, I don't know anything about it, honestly. So maybe yeah. it's not a big request, but I feel like for him, and, and Carrie even mentioned, like he was super happy when, 
It's like, hey, I want, you know, yeah. 40 something tacos or 30 something tacos. Yeah. So he, he, yeah, filled the order. It was perfect. It was great. So that was my, uh, that's my winner this week. My loser this week is, gosh, I feel like I always pick on the NBA. So maybe I'll go away from the NBA. I think I'm going to go with the weather this week. It's jumped from mid 80s, like boom, 99, 100. And I love hot weather more than cold, but when it hits that really quick and I'm working outside getting sprinklers done and it takes about two minutes before I'm dumping sweat and exhausted. So I feel like I can start working outside about eight o'clock at night. That's a good measurement, though, is like when you go out there and you're already sweating. Yeah. So that's my loser of the week. So anybody who's working out in that hot weather, um, drink up on water because it's, gosh, it's nasty. Definitely. Hopefully it's cooling down this week. I don't know. I haven't checked it out. I don't know what the weather is, but somebody, like the 10-day forecast was like, the Garth Brooks concert's going to be so hot. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy. And I was like, I kind of will because I got the section with the shade, but maybe that won't even help, and I'll still be just (laughs) sweating like a crazy man. Well, you know what? That's okay. I I mean, to see Garth, I don't care. No. First yep. concert on the blue, I'll take that. It's gonna be sweet. What are uh, what's your winner and loser this week? So for mine, I'll actually start with my loser, just since I mentioned Garth, because it has to do with that. Garth definitely is not the loser. No, Garth is cool. But guy. I feel like on this one, I'm gonna pin it on myself a hair and maybe some other people. But uh, when it was first announced and tickets first went on sale, Garth had one concert, the first ever concert in uh, the stadium there on the blue turf, and. I think we did confirm or looked at it. It's like right at 40,000, maybe yep. a hair under, maybe for the concert, a hair more. Like yeah, they might more. open up some other options or. Yeah. But with the field seating. um, And I bought some extra tickets. And honestly, there was just such a mad dash. I didn't necessarily buy them to like sell a bunch of them and make a, a bunch of money. Like if it came down to them, then yeah, I would sell them for a little bit of profit. But. Mainly, I just got extras, and then it was like if I had cousins or you know different people in my family that wanted some or friends, yeah, that didn't get them, then I would give them to the friends, you know, yeah. pretty much, you know, right at cost, and let's go from there and let's go watch the concert. But then they announced the second uh, or an additional day, which is now on Friday the nineteenth, yeah, and I did hear that Blake Shelton's coming. With yeah, Garth on that just day. for Friday, not for Saturday. I know. So you have another thing where they sell tickets. And yes, I did pick up a couple for that day, which <laughs> I've sold. But also two family. So a couple okay. of my cousins. Okay. And um and my uncle. So I feel good about that. But it was just one of those things where it's like once the other day opened up, then for all those people that s- bought tickets and was like, I'm going to be able to sell them. <laughs> I think, uh, like, I don't ah. know. Or maybe you probably can, but maybe just not for the price you thought. So, yeah, that's not. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's oh. one of those things like for me, good on Garth, added a second date, you know, and if Blake can only come Friday. Cool. I feel good for people. And yeah. I hope both nights are amazing. I do hope for the Saturday one, though, he does something special to, uh, I don't know, congratulate the fans or like to show something to those fans that got the first the set first of tickets. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. But I do feel like uh, maybe some of the losers are people that bought extra tickets and <laughs> uh, hope you can sell them. We'll see. 
Yep. All right. Winner. Okay. The winner of this week is the Twilight Criterium, which happens every year in Boise. We have uh, cyclists that come out and they close down some of the roads in town, downtown Boise and they have bike races. They have a, a men's event. They have a women's event. And when we talk about topics on this uh, podcast that have to do with Boise, it's because we live here. We care about it. Um, it's, you know, one of the reasons why we want to talk about Boise and we want to interview and talk to people from Boise is we care about this place. And one of the events each summer that's so fun, and there's been summers where I've missed it, there's been summers where I've been able to go and attend, is the Twilight Criterium. So much fun to see these professional athletes, uh, professional bicyclists, just tearing up the streets of downtown Boise. We always try to find a spot on one of the turns because <laughs> it gets a little rowdy. Because they're taking like 90 degree turns. Oh, and flying. it's oh, it's so fast. And I love how they've switched it in recent years to where the finish line's right by the Capitol. Yeah. And it just, I mean, everything about the event, the people that put it on, they care about it. Thank you to all the sponsors. I can't list all of them right now. But anybody that's um, from Boise that's been and seen it, it's so much fun. And he, whether you see 10 minutes of it or you can stay from start to finish, you're just going to like be so, so amazed by this uh, biking through the streets of downtown Boise, honestly. Yeah. We went last year with you, I think. And yeah, we that's took right. The kids exactly. And met up down there, and the kids are just like, I mean, it was super hot last year, too, but the kids were in awe of how fast those bikes come flying past you. They're like, oh, whoa, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, and and you only see kind of like that one section or, you know, a little bit of it, but then you'll hear people clicking and different cheers, and then you're like, okay, here they come again. Yeah. Because they just close off those streets and uh, just, you know, take off as fast as they can. And it's cool for the bikers, too, because, like, you let's say you're not in first place, but they time each lap. So, like, you might be... 20th in line but if you win the fastest time for that lap you get a prize yeah or or some sort of um there's like some money thing based on leading an individual lap and then of course for winning the entire race right so and i don't know how they it, track all that <laughs> i don't know the technical yeah. stuff behind it but i love hearing that yeah it and, keeps it entertaining because yeah they'll say the winner of this lap gets and whatever the sponsor provides and so some people go out and win it and then ease back into it. But every year at the end, it's just this mad dash for the final win. Oh, for it's sure. Awesome. And Kristen Armstrong, an Olympian, uh, you know, for bicycling, has uh, participated and won it. Yeah. And uh, she definitely, when she's there, like, you know, the local fans are just going crazy. Oh, and gosh. it's also like in that women's division, when she's there, it really amps up the level of competition in those uh, women, they know, okay, Kristen, okay, She's this here. is hometown. Let's She's here. She's an Olympian, and they're they're pushing her, man. Yeah. Like, they're coming after her, and she's so strong, so tough, and I love seeing her compete, love seeing her win. So that was it Um, overall. If you live in the Treasure Valley and you've never been there, go out and check it out. I mean, it's just one night a week, or excuse me, one night, one night a year, yeah. one night in the summer. And you go check it out, you know, go have a drink, go have a dinner downtown and um, watch the bike races. It's amazing. Yeah, Boise does a great job of having these events where it just makes everyone feel welcome, come downtown. And it's kind of, I describe it as almost kind of old school where everyone, they shut down the 
streets and you just kind of walk all over and there's people all around and every experience I've had has been positive down there. It's been great. Definitely. So good job, Boise. Awesome. Well, Dusty, it's always great to talk to you. Always I love great talking to, talk to, to you, you on the podcast or otherwise. That's right. But I will say tonight, thank you for letting me know you. And Zach, thank you for being known.